Well, uh, blessed people coming to you at this time, probably about uh, uh, 20 minutes to 1 a.m. East African time on this side of the earth. And uh, I just wanted to share a little bit on some of the conversations the Lord has had. And uh, I am compelled at this hour by the Spirit of the Lord to look back at some of the conversations the Lord has had recently and uh, we see that uh, January 15th, the year 2017 when God the Father he that knows the day and the hour, he alone not even the Messiah not even the angels or the archangels nor the day and the hour and he that knows the day and the hour of the return of the Christ, the Lord Christ, the Messiah to come and take the church, it was amazing on that, uh, that January 15, 2017, that he came and spoke of the rapture of the church, the gathering of the saints, the taking of the holy elect, into heaven, and that is a conversation I've shared quite a bit uh, globally, and uh, continue to share today, has become a central uh, theme, a central topic of the conversation in the church globally, regarding the glorious coming of the Messiah, and then within that same context, and that same season and time after that January 15th, the year 2017, and then come March 11th, 2018. Just slightly after one year after the prophecy I gave, the prophet in which I said, I see the church raptured and the glory is pulling them up. They are wearing their glorious bodies and glorious garments. And then as they approach this huge cloud, whose door opens for them? The door opens, the, the cloud opens for them, the door. And as they are about to enter into the door, into heaven, then the glorious stairs of eternity, the glorious stairs of his life, appear and then they climb and And I've shared quite in depth about this visitation I continue to share today because I think that almost became the ultimate visitation prophecy and uh, illustration by the Spirit of the Lord. Surely time has elapsed. We are operating on borrowed time and also the Messiah's return for the Holy Church. He has really, really grown he has drawn nigh, very close. And you see March 11, 2018, then the first part of that fulfilled when the Lord makes good of his warning and lowers the glorious chairs into the sky. And this generation is now able to see the inside of heaven, to see the articles of heaven, to see the glorious chairs of everlasting life. And I think out of that conversation alone, until this point, 
there is no greater encouragement to a generation than that, that heaven has now become a reality. And the purpose for doing so, why the Lord goes that extra mile to show this generation with their wicked eyes, to be able now to see the glorious tears of everlasting life, is to create an impetus, to create a longing, to make them reprioritize their lives, their transactions, their conversation on this earth, that they may be able, not to meet, but to enter into eternal life with God Almighty. And I think that is a landmark conversation that took place, a very landmark conversation. I want your listeners to know this, that that conversation is really landmark because it left an indelible mark on the prophetic timeline of God towards the coming of the Messiah. Because you could essentially say that that entire conversation on the prophecy of the glorious prayers and the entry of the church and the part fulfillment, which is March 11, 2018, when God the Father now lowers the glorious prayers at my word at the conference in Nakuru. So you, you, you would say that essentially the reason that is such a landmark is because it defines that this church, this present church is really sitting on the verge of the, at the verge of eternity. In other words, he's saying this is a church at the door to heaven, the church at the door. The church that is at the entrance, at the door to heaven. And I know that this conversation has part of a big revival. The potential to bring revival is, of course, enormous. Um, and continues to do so. And even more astounding of it is the most recent, if I fast forward, recent conversations. Just a few days ago, May 10th, when again, you now shows me the glorious city of New Jerusalem. The glorious city of God, the New Jerusalem, which we all know is the home of the righteous. Again, still focusing on the same theme, the entry of the holy elect, the born-again Christian holy, into everlasting life with God. Because we know very well that the New Jerusalem that he showed me on May 10th, 2019, is actually the home of the righteous. So again, the topic is the same. The emphasis is the same. The purpose is the same. The illustration is aimed at focusing a generation to the same goal, to make sure they don't miss heaven, but they prepare and enter heaven. And again, I can rewind April 22nd, this same year, within this same season, then the great ego of heaven the great Agila, the ego of heaven, comes out. I see how the door to heaven opens, and he comes out in a massive way. I cannot describe him. I cannot put size to him. And the tremendous glory over his wings, both above and under the wings, and gliding, gliding. You can 
fly a little bit, but gliding. Try, do, do like flying a little bit, but gliding. These are big things to share with a generation. And we know that that is the Lord God himself, the one that took Israel from Egypt and brought them all the way into the promised land. So even there you could pick a story, a conversation for the church, a message. Because you could ask yourself, why? Why has this conversation come? Because then the other time he came out, he carried Israel in the eagle's wing all the way, all the way into the promised land. The duty that he's saying is about to carry away the elect of Christ, the elect of God. Again, in the eagle's wing and bring them to heaven. And this was just recently, April 22nd, 2019. So within the same time span, the same pan of space and time span, so much is said. Even yesterday, just yesterday, a few hours ago, May 16th, he hands me the measuring rod of God in a dream. And that rod is presented twice. Twice, because that's a prophet. So he presents, these are now the details that you not give earlier, he presents the road to one from this side, and then the other one he presents the road from the other side. And they both have the road, and it has a pencil peg. So when you measure, it marks. And that pencil never erases. And that pencil never gets finished, but I can see that it was sharpened there. Again, same conversation on the glorious coming of the Messiah and many more other conversations. And so, this generation has seen open heaven. The portals of heaven are open, and the Lord is communicating with the church. He's communicating with the nations. He's telling them that the coming of the Messiah is near. The message is very clear. That prepare ye the way. The coming of the Messiah is near. But all of it, Come to one generation. So you see the belovedness of the generation. You see how much the Lord has really shown a disposition of love to this church. And I think that is the greater strength of the church. That is where the church needs to draw her strength from, to know that she has been so much beloved, so much loved of the Lord. So she needs to capitalize. She needs to take advantage of that to make it an age and seek righteousness, Seek repentance in Christ Jesus. Seek righteousness. Be baptized properly by complete immersion the way Jesus was. And be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the baptism of fire. And walk a holy, uh, holy life, righteous life, and enter. I think these, even the cripples walking, the blind seeing, the cloud pointing, coming and settling on me, that I can call down the fire of Elijah from heaven, caught on video, defending. I think all these are supposed to communicate one very clear message, a clarion call to this generation. That look, you have the advantage. You are now different from all other religions. So the religion of the cross, the church, 
the Christianity, holy Christianity, I mean holy. I don't mean the apostate church, I mean the church that walks in holiness. That holy Christianity is the only true religion that leads people to eternal life in heaven. And all the other religions lead people to hell. That is the message that all these visitations are transmitted. That is the message they intended to transmit, beloved people. And I've just mentioned a few visitations, but there's quite a lot, a myriad of visitations. All of them prophesied before. Even the one that is coming up now, a few days from now, I have already given the prophecy. And the Lord is using so to make people, the generation, the nation, the church of this hour, know that this is Him doing these things. He is the one instructing this for a purpose, commanding it into being. And that's why, at this hour, the salvation of the cross is going to be very critical. And every time you read the Bible, the Bible is entirely full of the salvation of the cross. And so, receiving Jesus and walking the salvation of the cross, the salvation that crucifies the flesh, is going to be very, very fundamental and instrumental for anyone who would want to climb the glorious stairs of heaven that the Lord has lowered and allowed this generation to record on their cell phones and put on Twitter, put on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on every Instagram, everything else. And other than after receiving salvation of the Greek, the Lord is also using this now to trumpet a very, very clear message that this is the hour to exercise separation, to live a separated Christian lifestyle, a separated Christian life. Look, it is 17th of May, the year 2019, and it's about three or four minutes to one o'clock a.m., East African time, deep in the night, and the Lord is still coming to you, constantly coming to you, constantly focusing you, trumpeting to you on the coming of the Messiah and the requirements of heaven for you to enter, the benchmark, the standards of righteousness and holiness that are irreducible minimums for God, and that even when the Holy Spirit was sent to the church, his purpose was to help the church achieve these standards of heaven. That in your fleshly, in your bodily mortal form, God knew that you could not achieve his required heavenly standards of righteousness and holiness. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit as an enabler to advocate for you, to enable you, to empower you. But the Holy Spirit bringing the dispensation of grace was never meant to ratify sin, to accommodate sin, and to make it look as though the salvation of Christ Jesus is now a little bit sinful. Not at all. The Holy Spirit was meant to be taken seriously and received and his instruction adhered to that the standards that man cannot achieve now by the enabling of God the Holy Spirit, mankind can now go into the righteousness of the Lord, the righteousness of God, which is in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, all the way to 10. So the Lord is emphasizing in these visitations, as I've said, that a separation, a separated Christian lifestyle is going to be very critical, very instrumental, and very key at this hour in the history of the church, especially if this generation is living 
on the verge, at the verge of eternity, the blessed generation. You can feel the time, the collision of the neutron stars that I commanded until even NASA subscribed to our, our, our YouTube link because they were very shocked that somebody could prophesy this 13 years ago, the collision of neutron stars that would shape the entire universe 13 years ago and would happen 130 million light years away. How someone would know that and give the accurate details of the colors of the flame, the type of explosion, the, the, everything. So this is a time when the church really needs to feel she has the advantage and she needs to leave that advantage to help all the other religions who are idol worshippers to come back, to come back to the Lord, to return. They too were created by the Lord Jehovah. Jesus died for them all. So the Lord is emphasizing, number one, I say, like separation, that the church, I mean, the, the, the salvation of the cross. And the second thing I say, a separated Christian lifestyle. And that means separation from sin. You remember the book of Romans chapter 6 asks, Shall we continue sinning, go on sinning because we have received the grace, because the grace is available? He said, by no means. So separation from sin. Separation from any event, any moment, occasion, any uh, situation that can ensnare you, can tempt you to sin, can entice you to wickedness, to evil, to sin, to apostasy. And in that accord, that separation from any event that can entice you to sin, I read the book of Jeremiah chapter 51. I'm reading verses 44 and 45. It says the following. Jeremiah 51, 44, 45. It says, I will punish Bel in Babylon and make him spew out what he has swallowed. The nation will no longer stream to him, and the wall of Babylon will fall. Verse 45 of Jeremiah 51, it says, Come out of her, my people. Run for your life. Run from the fierce anger of the Lord. In other words, he's saying that the company, walk with people going to heaven. Walk with people going in the same direction if you are born again Christian. Because it's saying that sometimes, most of the time, it says that bad behavior, bad morals can corrupt a good character. Bad company can corrupt a good person, a good Christian. So he's saying here that he was telling his people separate from Bel, from Babylon, because the judgment of the Lord would come to Babylon, and by association, they would be ensnared to sin, God's people, and so they would suffer the plagues of Babylon when the wrath of God comes. When the indignation of the Lord comes, they would then share in the plague of Babylon. That's why he was saying, separate, and this separate from any situation, moment, that will ensnare you to sin and trap you. And lastly, separation from the world, the moral decay of this world. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, separation from this world. Living a separated life, blessed people. 
is saying the message coming out of these visitations is very clear. To live a separated life. And he says, very clearly here, Matthew 13, 38, he says, And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So the world, separate from the world, he, he moved away from them because of their heathenism, their systems of heathenism, because of their, their apostates, their heedlessness, their disobedience. Separate from the moral decay of the world. Beloved people, the Messiah is coming. There are many other conversations that have brought in, but the message is very clear that this generation has an advantage. You have an age. Now it is established globally that the church, Christianity, holy Christianity, is the only true religion on the earth that leads people to heaven through Christ Jesus the Lord. And that is very fundamental. That, that is absolutely very significant. So literally all people can want to go to heaven anyway. They can literally receive Christ and all go to heaven and depopulate hell and make sure the devil goes to hell alone and humiliate him. So may the Lord bless you, blessed people. The Messiah is coming. I have seen the Lord coming. In the to prepare the way. This is he about whom it was written in Scripture. But in those days I will send you the prophet Elijah. And he will prepare all things and restore all things before the coming of the great, for the great day of the Lord. May the Lord bless you. And since it's already morning, I say, Bokertov. Shalom to that.